0: all right welcome back to the dark to light show my name is josh and i hope everybody is doing just fantastic today and we watch and see the continuation of the new world order's agenda implemented here in the united states of america through infiltration and that's what we talk about here we talk about the coming new world order we talk about the one world government being set up we talk about communism coming to america we talk about the infiltration of our country the demise of freedom of liberty the destruction of the constitution you know if it's not me someone's got to talk about it and i know there's a few others out there that do it but nobody nobody is talking about what is happening in the destruction of our country you know many years ago i came out with a theory Pertaining to how all of this would roll out. I call it the, the firestorm event. And one of those aspects was social and cultural destabilization. Now, law professor, Berkeley law professor, Kiara Bridges, um, had a heated exchange yesterday with Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. Um, Once we get the audio ready, we're going to go ahead and play this for you. It's about a minute, about two minutes long, but this is definitely worth the listen. The professors in our education centers, in our colleges, the teachers in our schools are becoming so radicalized with these ideological ideas that have been planted for 30 plus years into our culture and society, that it's beyond the point, in my opinion, of mental illness. In this video, you'll see Kiara Bridges um, with bulging eyes and her eyes show the whites of her eyes. Now, what's interesting is there's actually, this is a medical condition. And this is typically a medical condition that's shown in serial killers, or people with psychopathy. And obviously you guys won't be able to see that with this, but you can find out uh, more about this video. It is posted on the Red Pill Project Daily Dose Recaps, which are on redpills.tv. You can find that at redpills.tv. If you go to Recaps, you can find this video. But uh, once we once we have this audio ready, I'll let you know. We're going to go ahead and play it for you. But she's not the only one we have Harvard clinical instructor, Alandro Calavaro. She's a clinical instructor at Harvard Law School's Cyber Law Clinic. And so she had a comment on the six justices who overturned Roe, saying that they should never know peace again. This is her Twitter post. The six justices who overturned Roe should never know peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they are in public. They are pariahs. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. They are coming for contraception, same-sex marriage, and the ability to criminalize LGBTQ people again. May those justices feel the unease, insecurity, and anxiety they seek to inflict on us. Now, this is a law professor who obviously doesn't understand constitutional law because no rights were gained or lost with the Supreme Court's ruling. The right to abortion is really what we're talking about here. And there is no constitutional aspect of this. The, the Constitution mentions nothing about personal health care or abortion. The argument of whether abortion is health care is really, really easily defined when you realize that health care is meant for the benefit in the life and the living of the individual. Whereas an abortion is in a destruction of an individual. And so I just find it incredibly absurd that we, we we allow these types of people to take foot in our education centers. This woman obviously is a radical. Radical. She she obviously has no understanding of constitutional law. I I think I have a better understanding of constitutional law than this Harvard law professor. Because when you say, since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment again in their life. That becomes a problem because she's sending an incredibly distorted message to the people that look up to her to her students. No rights were lost. Actually, rights were gained. The ability of states to go out there and set laws pertaining to issues is a is in a is definitely not a loss of right. Let's just say it like that. I think it's a gaining of rights. And the reason I say that is because now you can have states like California, Colorado, and New York go out there and and make these absurd abortion laws with perinatal killings of the baby, which means after birth up to some, some states is 28 to 30 days. Then you have other states like Mississippi that say, "Hey, we don't want that stuff at all. We're shutting down all abortion clinics, unless there is a medical concern or threat to the mother." So once we have that audio up, we're gonna go ahead and play that for you. It's about a minute and a half, uh, about two minutes long, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a dose of how these people actually think and how they attack people by misconstruing their words. But, you know, it's not just our colleges. It's our public schools as well. Our public schools aren't just grooming children to become transgender or to accept the transgender ideology. They're also drugging them with mind-altering pharmaceuticals. The father of a public high school student in the state of Washington took to Twitter to reveal that his son was drugged by school administrators without the father's knowledge or consent. It used to be that schools warn children about the dangers of taking drugs. Now they are the ones doing the drugging. And we mean pharmaceuticals, of course, as healing plants are typically forbidden. The boy's father shared a video to TikTok that was quickly picked up by libs of TikTok Twitter account which made it go viral. In the clip, the father explains how his son was administered mind-altering antidepressants without either of his parents first being asked for permission. I get a call today from a counselor at the high school. The father named Eli Holt of Shnohomish states, they proceed to say your child, 15 years old, did not pick up his antidepressants at the end of the school year. I said, he's not on antidepressants. What are you talking about? My kid is not depressed. They proceed to tell him that they had a psychiatrist come to the school and give my kid antidepressants. He's been on them for several months, and I had no knowledge. The drugs parents should be worried about aren't in dispensaries. They come from big pharma factories and licensed professionals who are handing them out to kids at school. This is a gross violation of that child's civil liberties, of this parents' rights, I hope this father, these parents, sue the absolute heck out of that school district, out of that psychiatrist. Because if that's just one case, how many more are out there? How many more of these children are secretly being given antidepressants, SRIs, without the parents knowledge and then being indoctrinated into these radicalized ideologies see social and cultural destabilization it happens by defaulting the nuclear family narrative right is is we had in this country very, very strong family structure. This is one of the reasons why we were able to win World War One, win the kinetic war of World War II, to grow massive amounts of wealth from the 1950s into the 1980s, is because we had strong moral and ethical foundations within our families. And since 1980, that has systematically been destroyed that has systematically been ripped apart we're going to take a quick break we're going to be right back in just a minute with more of the dark light show hey guys Josh here Mike Lindell of my pillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on we ask you to go out to mypillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show the dark delight show with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase.
1: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com
0: The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now, that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900. Or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL station.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Maskey, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? no i don't think going to <laughs> so you're
1: denying that trans people like this
2: and that you. leads to violence is this how you run your classroom are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this where no, you, no, no. They're, they're told that they're, to they're opening up people to oh, violence we
1: have a good time in my class you should join oh, I bet. you might learn a lot
2: wow i, I would learn a lot i've learned you, a lot I just know. In this exchange. Absolutely. extraordinary
0: yep. well i i highly recommend you go watch this because this is the plight of humanity. It's unbelievable that she sits there and calls Senator Josh Hawley transphobic. Right? She sits there and yells at him saying that he's doing an act of violence against trans people by simply asking, hey, wait, you're talking about women, but you represent the lgbtq um what about all the other people that potentially can get pregnant trans men or trans women non-binaries right and so he was correcting her and she didn't like that and she attacked him oh this is a threat of violence how is that a threat of violence he's simply stating that this isn't a women's rights issue this should be a women's binary, and trans issue. If multiple identifications of gender can get pregnant, then why are we just focused on the women's aspect? What he was doing is he was showing the incompetency of these people and how they jump on topic to topic only when it is relevant to themselves. And if you watched the video, you can see clearly that this woman probably suffers from psychopathy. Because her eyes just ball, she gets so mad at Senator Josh Hawley. But either way, kudos to Senator Josh Hawley for that. Because it, we need more people like that, that ask those tough, tough questions. Like, what is a woman? You know, I'm not a biologist, so I can't tell you. But, what is a woman? <laughs> so, U.S., Treasury's uh, Secretary Ademio says next step in increasing pressure on Russia over Ukraine war is to impose price caps on Russian oil. So the U.S. is seeking to go to Saudi Arabia to talk to the OPEC nations about reducing the price of oil and gas artificially, probably by giving them some massive subsidies so that they can decrease the price of Russian exported oil and hopefully put Russia out of business so that their sanctions actually work. If you didn't believe me about economic warfare before, you should definitely believe me now because it's the truth. We are in World War III already. Economic warfare is happening. Energy, supply chain, critical infrastructure. These are the targets. Another aspect of this, inflation has jumped to a 40-year high. The CPI was reported at 9.1%, a 1.3% increase from May. This is just last month. A 1.3% increase from May. You know, they also don't account for energy or meat within this evaluation of CPI, Consumer Price Index. This means that our energy prices, our food prices, if they continue, are gonna be up to 86 to 96% inflation by the end of the year. That's a massive increase in price. And Americans are feeling it, but Congress doesn't care. They just keep on spending your money. And so the market has reacted to this. The Dow has fell 2% on the inflation data. And US stocks have begun to tumble. And it's almost like someone told you this was gonna happen. You remember when someone said that, hey, stocks are gonna go up a little, down a lot, up a little, down a lot, up a little, down a lot. And now we're seeing that down a lot happening. The Supreme Court has come out with quite a few good decisions, but there are some that we can disagree with. In the Supreme Court ruling, the six three ruling of Vega v. Teco, the Supreme Court took aim at the Miranda warnings, which require that police inform suspects that they have the right against self-incrimination when in police custody. Namely, that they have a right to remain silent and have an attorney present, and that anything they say, can, and do will use, be used against them in a court of law. Although the Supreme Court stopped short of overturning its 1966 ruling of Miranda versus Arizona, the conservative majority declared that individuals cannot hold police accountable for violating their Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. By shielding police from lawsuits arising from their failure to such suspects, the Supreme Court has sent a message to police that they no longer have to respect a suspect's right to remain silent. In other words, concludes legal analyst Nick Sabilla, the Supreme Court has effectively created a new legal immunity for police officers accused of infringing on the Fifth Amendment's protections against self-incrimination. In totality, the rights enshrined in the Fifth Amendment speak to the Founders determination to protect the rights of the individual against a government with a natural inclination towards corruption, tyranny and thuggery. The Founders especially concerned with balancing the scales of justice in such a way that the innocent and the accused were not railroaded and browbeaten by government agents and into coerced confessions, false convictions or sham trials. Indeed, so determined were the Founders to safeguard the rights of the innocent, even if it meant allowing a guilty person to go free. That Benjamin Franklin insisted, it is better a hundred guilty persons should escape than one innocent person shall suffer. 200 plus years later, the Supreme Court, aided and embedded by the police state, Congress and corporate media have flipped that longstanding presumption of innocence on its head. In our present suspect society, we the people are all presumed guilty until proven innocent. With the Vega ruling, we have even fewer defenses for warding off government chicanery, abuse, threats, and entrapment. To be clear, the Supreme Court is not saying that we don't have the right to remain silent when when, in police custody. It's merely saying that we can't sue the police for violating that right. It's a subtle difference, but a significant one that could well encourage police to engage in a very short, uh, very sort of egregious misconduct at the heart of the Vega case. In which a police officer investigating a sexual assault isolated a suspect in a small windowless room, refused him access to a lawyer or work colleagues, accused him of molesting a female patient, threatened him with violence, implied that he and his family would be deported, and terrorized him into signing a false confession dictated by the cop. Although Terrence Teka was eventually tried and acquitted, the Supreme Court refused to hold accountable the browbeating an innocent man in the making a false confession. The Vega ruling threatens to turn the clocks back to a time when police resorted to physical brutality, beating, hanging, whipping, and mental torture in order to obtain confessions from suspects without ever informing them of their Fifth Amendment rights. This was exactly the kind of misconduct that the Warren Court sought to discourage with its 5-4 ruling in Miranda v. Arizona. As the court concluded in Miranda almost 60 years ago, the prosecution may use statements, whether exculpatory or inculpatory, stemming from custodial interrogations of the defendant unless it demonstrates the use of procedural safeguards effective to secure the privilege against self-incrimination. By custodial interrogations, we mean questioning initiated by law enforcement officers after a person has been taken into custody or otherwise deprived Of his freedom of action in any significant way. As for the procedural safeguard to be employed, unless other fully effective means are devised to inform accused persons of their right of silence and to assure a continuous opportunity to exercise it, the following measures are required. Prior to any questioning, the person must be warned that he has the right to remain silent that any statement he does make may be used as evidence against him and that he has the right to the presence of an attorney either retained or appointed the defendant may waive effectuation of these rights provided the waiver is made voluntarily knowingly and intelligently if however he indicates in any manner and at any stage of the process that he wishes to consult with an attorney before speaking there can be no questioning likewise if the individual is alone and indicates in any manner that he does not wish to be interrogated, the police may not question him. The mere fact that he may have answered some questions or volunteered some statements on his own does not deprive him of the right to refrain from answering any further inquiries until he has consulted with an attorney and thereafter consents to be questioned. The end result, as one of the analysts notes, Miranda versus Arizona, in creating the Miranda rights, we take for granted today, reconciled the increasing police powers of the state with the basic rights of individuals. By largely doing away with Miranda, the Supreme Court has made its present position clear. Anything goes if you're a cop in America in the police state. Indeed, pay close attention to the court's rulings lately. And the broader picture that emerges is a judiciary that is playing fast and loose with the rule of law, picking and choosing which rights to uphold and which can be discarded in order to expand the power of the police state at the expense of the people's rights. If left unchecked, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, this constitutionally illiterate ruling will open the door to a new era of police abuses. Man. That is a horrible decision by the Supreme Court on this one. This 6-3 to three decision, 6-3 ruling by the Supreme Court, in this case Vega versus Teco, um, is, is quite ridiculous. This man was tortured behind closed doors by a police officer and coerced into a confession. He was never given his Miranda rights. He was never given the option for it. He was denied his option for a lawyer. And immediately in the original Supreme Court ruling, is if you say, I plead the fifth, I want a lawyer, that's when all questioning must stop. But it didn't with him. And he can't hold the police officers liable. This should be something that falls under their qualified immunity, but it doesn't.
2: Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And I was in the middle of talking about this 6-3 ruling of Vega vs. Teco. Um, and I was reading to you this, this analysis. And, and to cut it short, because I think what we're seeing here is that the Supreme Court is now ruling that police officers can violate your rights. And what I believe is this could be preparation for this guilty until proven innocent mentality that is arriving from things like red flag gun laws. If you remember these various different projects that I've talked about, Rex 84, Directive 51, COINTELPRO, where they target U.S. individuals, U.S. citizens as dissenters, as dissenters, as people who are enemies to the state, with everything that's moving forward, they would want a position to where police officers could infringe on those rights, where your legal protections are no longer guaranteed, where habeas corpus is suspended. This, this is where we're moving to right now. And so we're gonna keep an eye on on what's happening here with the Supreme Court. Uh, This ruling is abysmal. I, I don't like this ruling. I'm not a fan of this ruling. And if anything, what they're doing is they're promulgating the police state more and more. And that's a horrible thing because the Supreme Court is meant to protect and uphold the rights of the citizens. Speaking of citizens, You know, Bill and Melinda Gates separated through divorce uh, a few months ago and uh, decided to split that fortune. And when they split that fortune, you know, there's money to be made. And so there is a ton of taxes that obviously would have to be paid for that type of stuff. But uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization, has just received a $20 billion gift oh my goodness, to fight climate change, pandemics, gender inequality, and other trendy causes. Bill and Melinda came together and both donated this $20 billion gift to this foundation. You know, I, I I would have loved to have been in the room when they sat down and decided which foundation, which charity organization was gonna get this $20 billion. I mean, that must have been a tough decision out of all the charities and organizations in the world that decide which one's going to get that $20 billion. But they chose the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So Bill and Melinda Gates take $20 billion of their own money, and they donate it so graciously to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, just absolutely what amazing philanthropists these people are. Because, you know, when they do that, there's like that 33% tax credit they get that they can utilize over a 5-year period so that's what 3.3 billion dollars per uh per person Bill and Melinda Gates that mitigates all their tax burden that they'd have to pay through this last divorce well but also the 20 billion dollars goes tax free to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation which you know I mean if they were associated with that I would look at this as a massive conflict of interest but luckily Bill and Melinda Gates are not associated with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation just absolutely criminal. I mean, you know, we my sarcasm is my satire. My sarcasm is, is comical. But this is criminal. That's what this is. These people are criminals. This is money laundering 101 for wealthy people. The White House, though, has come under scrutiny and investigation. An alarming pattern probe is launched into big tech White House collusion. Republican congressman initiated a probe into potential collusion between the White House and tech companies Wednesday, demanding the Biden administration's senior senior climate advisor preserve all relevant documents. Coming from the the Congressman Gooden here. Recently, you claim the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. This is Representative Lance Gooden of Texas, co-founder of the Freedom from Big Tech caucus major platforms including facebook google amazon and twitter have cracked down on users ability to freely express the biden administration's narrative on climate change and this is directed towards gina mccarthy the climate czar mccarthy a former administrator of the epa called on big tech companies to increase their censorship of supposed misinformation during the june axios events gooden cited her comments in a letter which we have here but i'm not going to read the whole thing We are concerned that this directive violates users' First Amendment rights and creates a precedent that allows the Biden administration to censor anyone who disagrees with its radical climate change agenda, Gooden wrote. There has been an alarming pattern of big tech censoring users for offering opinions on climate change that counters the Biden administration's policies, even when their critique or information is accurate. And see, this isn't the first time. Because do you remember the disinformation governance board that was shut down? Well, it wasn't actually shut down, it was moved to an executive board, ran by Kamala Harris out of the executive branch. And if you remember, they were collaborating with Big Tech. Big Tech was providing this board information pertaining to people that it believed was spreading disinformation. I'm just wondering how they got the the prerequisites to know which type of people to look for. And would you imagine that the majority of them were conservative? I just, uh, unbelievable. But now that board has moved to the White House, of which Kami Kamala Harris and her goons in the White House are working with big tech to censor American citizens. It's the antithesis of the First Amendment. And now we're finding that the climate czar, McCarthy, is doing the same thing, working with big tech. And big tech is like, sure, we'll do it. Yeah, no problem. We were talking today and earlier in a chat and how Facebook, Twitter, are censoring like crazy right now over just about everything. You know what this means, though, is that we need good people in good places. People like... Los Angeles Sheriff Alex Villanova, who's known as the law and order sheriff. Unfortunately for him, the Los Angeles County supervisors have approved a proposal to remove the sheriff in the upcoming election. The Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors on Monday approved a proposal to give themselves the power to remove the law and order sheriff, Alex Villanova from office. If you remember, Sheriff Villanova refused to enforce COVID-max mandates, and he proudly announced he would not enforce the vaccine mask mandate. Last year, he clashed with the Marxist LACD Councilman Mike Bonin after he sent deputies to the Venice Boardwalk to help solve a homeless crisis. Well, the Democrat machine has pushed back. The board voted four to one with Supervisor Catherine Barger casting the lone dissenting vote. The matter would still need passage from the board for it to be put in front of voters on November 8th. If passed, it would give the panel the power to remove an elected sheriff for cause with forth this vote. This is an elected official. They are trying to undo the people's vote. This is how liberals, this is what liberals, think of your ability to vote. They think you're incompetent. They don't think you have the ability to choose people to make laws, to enforce laws. And so they take it into their own hands to do it themselves. And here we go again. This goes to uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, House Judiciary Committee. The Dems vote unanimously to block measure that would have increased penalties for child sex tra- traffickers. <laughs> the amendment, which was introduced this month by Texas Representative Chip Roy, would have lengthened the minimum sentencing for those who have been convicted of trafficking children by force, fraud or coercion, raising the minimum punishment from 10 to 15 years to a minimum of 15 to 20 years, depending on the offense. The measure would also have increased the maximum penalties for the hein- heinous crime by an additional five years. However, Thanks to the House Judiciary Democrats, who voted unanimously to shoot down the legislation, sex traffickers will continue to get lesser punishment than they rightfully deserve, something the radical left seems to be overwhelmingly in the favor of, especially among the leadership. Just ask Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who's the new Supreme Court Justice, who routinely let child sex offenders and child pornographers off the hook with severely reduced sentences throughout her career as a U.S. District Court judge. Absolutely. You got to wonder why Chucky and and Nancy and and all of them are, are so heartfelt towards child sex traffickers and pedos. I wonder if all that Pizzagate stuff is real. I wonder if Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Nancy and Chuck Schumer are all just pedos. It's something to investigate. It's something to look into. If you have never looked into the Pizzagate, I highly recommend you do. And one of the reasons I highly recommend you do is because General Michael Flynn tweeted about it back in 2014, telling people that spirit cooking is real. You should investigate. The, CIA, or the NSA, the National Security Agency, actually put out a tweet in 2013 saying, Pizzagate is real. Investigate. This tweet will delete. And the tweet was deleted. Highly recommend you investigate that one. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy truth. New York State can now send you and your children into forced quarantine, even if you're not sick. Man, what do you guys got going on over there in New York State? Some crazy things are happening with Kathy Hochul behind the wheel. The state of New York can send you and your children in the forced quarantine, whether you're sick or not. April 2022 update to the New York Code's Rules and Regulations, Section 2.13, Isolation and Quarantine Procedures of Regulation 10, NYCRR 2.3, has given the New York Commissioner of Health or appointed alternatives the authority to push people in isolation and quarantine under suspicion of carrying a highly communicable disease. Now, what's interesting about this, well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about this and why this is interesting and how this gets pretty tyrannical. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot, supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep
1: in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com
0: The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now, that is a worthy investment, that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900. Or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, we're talking about radical Kathy Ogle. But, you know, not only that is other states have come out with similar legislation. Uh, Governor Santos in Florida approved a, a Senate bill which had a revision in it, which allows the state of Florida to do the same thing, the quarantine people, even if you're not sick, Tennessee, California, Washington, Oregon, the list goes on. And the interesting thing about these bills, especially this New York bill, is you don't have to be a medical professional. See, it says the New York commissioner of health can have Can determine this, or any appointed official. So it can be a politician, a politician that makes a decision. Hey, uh, you, you got a stuffy nose. You need to go to quarantine. Oh no, I'm I'm good. I just have allergies. Nope, 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 nope. I'm the county supervisor, and you're going to quarantine. This is what our world is coming to: fear, panic, have evolved into these draconian and tyrannical pieces of legislation and laws that are coming about and listen they're going to keep on taking away your rights and your freedoms they're going to continue to do what they do until you step up and say no more until you tell them i'm as mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore new york state isn't the only one there's over 30 different states that have the various and similar legislation to where they can take you out of your house simply because they suspect you of being sick. They only suspect you of being sick. It could be a neighbor, like red flag gun laws. A neighbor calls in and says, "Hey, I saw my uh, saw my my neighbor outside yesterday, and he uh, he had bloodshot eyes and a stuffy nose, and he was coughing." And here come the quarantine police to take you to those FEMA camps. You know, Alex Jones was right on a lot of different things. (laughs) The FEMA camps, we have yet to see, but they're there. They're called quarantine camps. You know, the state of Oregon actually had a state job open for a quarantine security supervisor about a year ago. And this was to work at their quarantine facility. Yes, they exist. They're out there. And they're coming for you. They're coming for your rights, your freedoms. But quarantine? But COVID's over. Well, what about the Ninja variant? This BA5 variant that makes people pass out? Yep, it's running running pretty crazy out there. Uh, you, You know what we call the COVID variants out here? The common cold and flu because that's really all they are but, you know what we're finding is that a lot of people who are getting this new COVID variant the ba5 variant are vaccinated now this is interesting because you'll hear a lot of emergency room doctors or medical doctors talk about how well you know we're seeing an inflow of unvaxxed people into the hospital with covid 19 but the problem with that is that medical records are not transferable between different hospitals so if a person comes in who is vaccinated and it's a different hospital different emergency room than they usually would have that doesn't have an updated copy of their medical record the vaccines especially the COVID vaccines are not transferred within the medical information and they don't even ask them and so a lot of the vaccinated people who are getting sick who are going to the emergency room They're counting them as unvaccinated people because they're just not recording that or asking the questions. This came from Dr. Saeed Haider, who was on my show last night, who's an emergency room doctor. And uh, he has been instrumental in, in helping get this information out there. But why would most of them be vaccinated? Well, we had a panel of doctors just the other day talking about this. This is Dr. Bartlett, Dr. McCullough, And Dr. Simone Gold, you might know Dr. McCullough. He has been on Fox News all the time. He's been on Alex Jones' podcast. He's been all over the place. Well, they discussed this new study from Sweden to where they found out from this study, or at least in cell cultures, that the mRNA vaccine changes your DNA, which the pharmaceutical company said it didn't. Oh, it does. See, the mRNA vaccine was supposed to work like this. It was supposed to go to your system after a few days and you create the antibodies. The spike protein was supposed to go away and you're supposed to live healthy. But now they're finding it 18 months after vaccination, still in your system producing spike protein. That's not supposed to happen. Not only do they find that it alters and changes your DNA, but it is given to your offspring, so if you have children, your children now have this genetic modification. People have now become genetically modified. This is crazy. And so if you are vaccinated, I just highly recommend, do not get another one. They don't work as well. We're finding out that the the efficacy of these vaccines is less than 1.3%, and, and as Dr. Gert Vandenboeche has talked about. Gert Vandenboeche, if you guys don't know who this guy is, he is a German vaccinologist and virologist. He's worked, he led the vaccination program for Merck Pharmaceuticals. He led the vaccination program for Gavi. He led the vaccination program for the German federal government, as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay, and he came out about, Three years ago, and said, or about two and a half years ago, and said, uh, beware of something known as antibody dependent enhancements, which will hit around 18 months after the vaccination. We're coming up to that time period this fall. This fall is that 18 month period after what Gert Vandenbosch said is when the antibody dependent enhancements would kick in. And the way the antibody dependent enhancements work is. They don't happen the first time you get COVID or the second time you get COVID, but they might happen down the road the third or fourth time you get sick where your immune system just decides to shut down and stop working, and that's it for you. And so Gert van den this person who is very, very good friends with Nobel laureate Luc Montier, who agreed 100% with Gert van den assessment, Gert has called that we are about to see another holocaust. He claims that out of the five billion people vaccinated, potentially one plus a billion could perish this earth because of the decision to get that vaccine because of the antibody-dependent enhancements and the introduction of a new variant or virus or pandemic that comes about. It is my theory that they will utilize the deaths of these people from the adverse reactions of the vaccine As the cause to say that it's a new variant and a new pandemic scary stuff to be thinking about i mean i i i I don't even know what to think anymore when it comes to this stuff all i knew is that when that vaccine came out there was a strong inclination within myself to just say no to not do it and i'm fortunate enough to be in the position where myself my wife and my children were not required in any format to get it guys we're gonna be back with you tomorrow on another episode of the red pill of uh, the red pill projects dark to Light show on all the device stations uh, don't forget to visit us redpills.tv you can check us out there much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care and we'll see you tomorrow